what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation. You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble, a.k.a. JD, a.k.a. Jadles. Hello, it's your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And I'm Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Spacetime Tribble. There he is. Hey, Brandon. Welcome, fellas, to 4327 Main Street in Maniunk, Philadelphia, <laughs> Pennsylvania. That's for Randy, uh, the Super Tribble. Uh, he gets mad that I make, make it sound like Maniunk is not a part of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Any whomst, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. We record it live here on Wednesdays. You're more than welcome to join us. And uh, we have a letter. We have letters. We got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. This one's from Christopher Goodnight, Disney Plus. So, I downloaded Disney Plus before I left for work and signed up for it as soon as I got home at 5. So far, I've watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, Mandalorian, Noel, and I am now watching the original That Darn Cat with Dean Jones, Haley Mills, and Frank Gorshin. Ooh, the Riddler. What I didn't realize was that the shows weren't going to be bingeable. Weekly is for the birds. I'll be off to bed soon, but now I'll have plenty of things to watch as I fall asleep. The one thing I can't seem to figure out is how to change my profile icon. The only thing that seems to be available is Magician's Apprentice Mickey, Chris St. Saucy Goodnight. Now, I immediately responded to him last night to let him know how to, because I, I went on the app and I was, it was pretty, pretty easy. So I was just like, here, go do this. So I think he was able to do it. Uh, change his profile. Okay. Now, that starts us off with Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I got it. I got it. I also got it. Yeah, we all got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was no doubt in my mind of whether or not I was going to get it. Yeah. And then I signed up and I was like, well, should I do the week, the monthly, or should I do a whole year? So I did the whole year, but I do want to say that I had to cancel three of my crates. There was like the Marvel Plus crate, the loot crate, and some other regular just Oh, Fright Crate. That's what the other one was. Okay. So uh so that I could afford this seventy dollars for the year. Okay. Um so I got it. And the very first thing I did was attempt to watch Mandalorian. Uh, so did I. Yeah. How did your attempt go, Len? Well, it was interesting because I fired up Disney Plus on my Roku upstairs in my bedroom, and I um, brought brought up Disney Disney Plus to be met with a just a empty blue screen. Mm-hmm. That's all I was met with. I was like, "Oh, it's taking its time to come up." A couple minutes later, it still hadn't come up. Yeah. Went to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, still hadn't come up. But then I hit, came back, and I hit back on the uh, remote, which then took me to the menu. I was like, oh, this is an interesting way to get to the menu. <laughs> so I found my way to the menu. So then from there, I was able to go down to series, which brought up The Mandalorian. At which point I started The Mandalorian. It started the play right from the beginning was great. But I said, wait a minute, pause. I have to go do some work. So let me pause it here on this Roku, stop it, turn off the TV and go downstairs into my office and bring it up on my office Roku where I can finish watching The Mandalorian while I work. At which point I was greeted with Disney+. Plus. Turned on Disney Plus. I had to log in to Disney Plus there, which is fine because it was my first time on that Roku. Logged in. At this point, it did not greet me with the blue screen. It met me with the home screen. I was like, oh, so that's what it's supposed to look like. That's nice. And the Mandalorian was like all big and up top. I was like, oh, cool. So let me hit Mandalorian so I can go back to finish watching the show. And the Mandalorian, it faded in and it faded and Mandalorian came in but I couldn't play it it just had a little plus button I could add it to my watch list Uh but I couldn't play it at all I'm like are you serious hmm let me go check all these other series hey I've heard they've got the high school musical the series the series the musical the series let me go there that came in it said play okay Oh, look, Lady in a Tramp movie. Let me go there. 
that came in, it said play. Went back to the Mandalorian, it only had the plus button. Maybe if I reboot my Roku, I rebooted my Roku. Reboot the Roku, fire up Disney Plus, now I'm met with the blue screen again. I back to the home screen, go to Mandalorian, it just says play. It just it just says when add to the watch list. When was this? Like what time? Yesterday. But like what time? Like was it earlier? This would have been around ten or eleven a.m. Hmm. That's around when I started. I had and I had similar issues. Uh, you can keep keep telling your story. And, and, and so, eventually, I just went upstairs and watched The Mandalorian. Um, at which point, I could watch it on that Roku. Even though, curiously, when it came up, it had play. I was expecting it to say resume because I had gotten at least a good mm-hmm. five minutes into the into the show. It didn't say resume. So I was like, oh, well, I only watched five minutes. I'll just watch the five minutes over again. But, and when I hit play, it did resume from where it was. It was just interesting that it didn't say resume. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, My experience was similar. Um, I downloaded the thing. Oh, also, as soon as I downloaded it and uh, signed in and it, it sent me a um, thing that was like we have emailed you a code mm-hmm. so that you can go into your email and then punch in the six digit code so that you can then use this service that you just literally signed up for right um, instead of just signing me in and let me use it so then I went to my email and there was no code uh, there was a thing saying there's a problem with your account it looks like someone else is trying to get into your account Ooh. right so, like, all this nonsense. Finally, uh, I had them resend me that code, like, three more times, and I finally got in. I also had trouble watching The Mandalorian. So, um, I, I should say, I had trouble watching The Mandalorian on my Amazon Fire Stick. Okay. I was able to bring it up immediately on my phone. Okay. That's what I was going to say. It, I tried it on my computer, and it didn't work. So I ended up watching High School Musical and Musical the series on my phone. Yeah. So I started watching The Mandalorian on my phone. Although I do want to say on the plus side, the very first thing I clicked on because I couldn't get The Mandalorian was Endgame mm-hmm. on my phone. And I was immediately able to scroll all the way through to the end of the movie. I could pick parts in the middle of the movie. The, the You know how usually there's like buffering or like a yeah. little swirly thing until it like loads onto your phone? That thing was ready to go. I went back and forth and back and forth, and I was able to go anywhere I wanted in that big, it's, you know, it was a nice-looking movie. I was just surprised. Usually with streaming services like this, I have trouble of like, oh, it's spinning wheel, spinning wheel. That's because everybody was watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so eventually, I mean, but of course, I don't want to complain too much because, of course, there were problems with it. Yeah. It was the biggest release of a streaming service since ever, Yeah, probably, really. right? Um so, you know, on one hand, the part of me was like, oh, I wish this was working faster. But it was hard to get mad at it because I know that everybody and their mother had just signed up for it mm-hmm. and were trying to watch the exact same thing at the exact same time. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll watch. Uh, what I did watch um, was Star Wars Rebels. I was like, everyone keeps telling me about Star Wars Rebels. I tried a couple episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't for me. I didn't really care. I, I don't care about that time period. Um, but I put on Rebels and man... Um, three episodes in already, and that is great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, mm. It the designs are they remind me more of those little statues that you would get for the video game. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The really nice little plastic statues, about that big. Mm-mm. I I do. You can get like there's Marvel ones, there's Star Wars ones. Yeah, it was like a Disney game, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. But yeah, they all look kind of like not super deformed, not chibi. Mm-hmm. To me, they kind of look like um, Play-Doh almost. Yeah, yeah, um, but they were definitely like. That doesn't sound in- interesting. I don't to me. honestly. I'm surprised, JD. I don't really love the animation on Rebels that much. I well, not okay. So it's a little bit of it's CG, but the if you look at each segment of what is in that CG, everything mm-hmm. looks hand drawn with colored pencils. Okay. So like, there is a scene with some Wookies, and yeah, while their model is CG. And segmented. Mm-hmm. If you look at the hair, the hair looks like it's all been drawn with like brown, different color brown colored pencils. Okay. Same thing with like in an Imperial Star Cruiser. You can see the door behind them is just drawn in pencil. Okay. Uh, and it looks great. All the different textures look really nice. Um, and the story's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I- sorry, Brandon. Why did you? Why were you hmm? surprised that I liked it? 
Uh, I just, to me, Clone Wars is better. Like, I, especially the beginning, Rebels felt really childish to me. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised that you um, latched onto it. Well, so the quick. funny thing about Star Wars is that they're all for children. So it's right. got to be really egregiously young for me to go. That seems like it's for kids. That's all how this Star show Wars felt for, for me, kids. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I got to like it eventually, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess I was surprised, too, because I didn't like Clone Wars as mm-hmm. much. And I, but then there's a part of me that's like, i got to finish Clone Wars before I get to Rebels. No, you don't. You can just jump right into Rebels. Yeah. And there's also, some, everyone was yeah. telling me that there's some... Is that the one that's got some Darth Maul stuff in it? Uh, he's actually more in Clone Wars, honestly. Really? I don't like the, the animation and for Clone Wars. And his, um, his story arc in Clone Wars is on Mandalore, the planet of the Mandalorians. Ah. So, yeah. So it all, all right. ties in together. So, Brandon, yes, how was your experience with Disney Plus? It was, yeah, it was like like when, similar to Wens, where like I tried it on my computer, it didn't work, so I tried it on my phone, and it worked fine. So I watched High School Musical musical series, and it was great. <laughs> Good, JD. Would you ever watch that show? I would need a reason to watch that show. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Oh my God! You actually, for anyone who's not in the room. He brought Keebler Scooby-Doo baked graham cracker sticks, cinnamon made with whole grain. <laughs> they look like dog treats. Yeah, they're Scooby snacks. This is pretty cute. I mean, do I get the whole box or how no, many, how many mean, Scooby snacks do I get? I'm going to eat one right now. <laughs> yeah, it is an open box. Is it enough to get you to watch? Hold on, let me try one Scooby snack. Oh, those are pretty good. You know... <laughs> I thought of you this. Are, really good. You you do look a little furry, <laughs> like a dog. I thought of this joke, like years ago, probably like last Friday, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Nah, that's kind of dumb." And I was like, "Wait, but what if I do it on the show?" At first, I was just gonna do it when I walked in, but oh, then no. I was like, "Oh, I'll do it on the show." This and then I got really, really excited. I set a reminder on my phone this morning. I was like, "Gotta make sure to bring the scoopy." I will tell you what, man, <laughs> these are tasty. I'm glad you like them because honestly, to me, they're like. Less good Teddy Grahams to me. See, I was getting ready to say Teddy Grahams. They are just as good as Teddy Grahams. I feel. I hope the audience really enjoys <laughs> the microphone crunching. I wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't my fault, audience. I didn't tell them to start eating. Ooh, I just brought food out. They're tasty, right? Crunch, crunch, crunch. You have to make sure they can really hear the texture. <laughs> they are actually pretty tasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I bet. Now, is this something I should legitimately watch? What? High School Musical, the musical, the show? No. Okay. Not okay. You just wanted to do musical. the Scooby-Doo yep. gag. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Uh, you know, I appreciate a good bit, so well done. Um, speak. Man, that's another divergent. So yeah, the Scooby trailer just dropped. And oh, it did turned, it? Turns out, I always wondered as a kid. So Scooby-Doo is the name of the dog. Mm-hmm. And... There are Scooby Snacks, mm-hmm. which looks like a product that exists within the Scooby universe. Right. And I was like, why is this dog eating snacks that are named after? How does he have dog, dog snacks named after him, a dog? Huh. Well, I always took it as they just had treats that they call Scooby Snacks because they're for Scooby. Well, I thought I remembered seeing a box of Scooby Snacks as if the marketing team of a company that well, sold yeah. snacks called these Scooby Snacks. Well, in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, which I love, great show. Oh, my God. Um, we're, Daphne, da- we're, we're in the world of Scooby-Doo canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daphne, her like family like makes the Scooby snacks. Uh-huh. So like they'll be really funny bits where she'll be like, would you do it for Scooby snacks? She'll be like, no. She's like, what about two Scooby snacks? She'll be like, sure. And they'll be like on an island, and her parents will like parachute in a box of Scooby snacks for him. Oh. And it was hilarious. Every time like they'll be in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. and her butler will somehow show up. And give them Scooby snacks. It was a really great gag. Now, which one's time. Daphne? Daphne is the good-looking one. The rich one. The per- with the purple. She's rich. I never knew no, she was. She rich. was. She was not like played rich. She was played like, like originally. Yeah, she was played preppy though. But she, yeah, played a little bit. Yeah. She was Daphne from the Gill- Gilligan's Isle, right? She no. looked like Daphne. No, there's no Daphne on Gilligan's Island. Oh, the professor and Marianne. I thought Daphne and Marianne. Who's the redhead on Gilligan's Ginger. Ginger. That's what I meant. If it makes you feel better, I've never seen Gilligan's Island. It does not make me feel better <laughs> at all. It makes me feel old. But that's sort of Brandon's MO this, these past yeah. couple of weeks. Have just, just bring me down. It's interesting, though, what from our youth mm-hmm. has survived 
into the generations going forward. Because I would have thought that Gilligan's Island would have survived into Brandon's age. I mean, I'd heard of it. A black and white TV show? It was only black and white the first season. Oh, was it? Every other season was was color. And they did animated Gilligan's Islands, and they did Gilligan's Island movies, Hmm. TV movies. Right. But um, And like you said, he's heard of it, but he's never seen it. Well, the only reason I know about it is because there were reruns when I was a kid. Yeah. Reruns don't exist anymore, Len. Not really, There is the internet. There is Disney+. Plus. There's Netflix. There is no reason. Like, I was saddled with... Reruns, black and white reruns yeah. of I Love Lucy and Gilligan's Island. See, but I Love Lucy is still on. I mean, it's re. It, I mean, yeah, of course, it's kids rerun. Aren't, kids don't come home and have to watch it because it's three in the afternoon. That's, and that's right. All it's that's all it's on. You're right. They're you're going right. home and they're watching Cartoon Network and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. But those also have reruns. Like that's how I saw Boy Meets World was all reruns. Mm. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air was all on Nick at Night for me. Interesting with it was that's true that and the George Lopez. See, show. but but the thing is, like all of like even Nick at Night and all those right. outlets have now gone. In general, yeah. Like I tried to like um, bond with my cousins, and I would ask them like, "What shows do you watch?" And they're like, "Oh, we watch YouTube all the time." So, well, yeah, that's the crazy thing. That's the kids; they don't know. They're not even watching. They don't watch shows. Period. They don't watch shows. Anyway, it's YouTube, everything. Damn whippersnappers. Which is fine. It would be fine, except. They watch bad YouTube. <laughs> kids don't know how to, like, they don't have taste. We really don't, don't know how to YouTube. They know how. They just they so, watch bad content. Like, the, well, first good... of all, now, how, how old are, the, are your, your cousins? Uh, Nine and ten? There's six. No. They're, yeah, six. No, seven, ten, and thirteen. Okay. So I'm willing to bet that the seven, the seven-year-old is probably watching Kids playing with toys. Honestly, he doesn't even watch YouTube that much. But yeah, mostly, like, I heard he really likes Ryan's Toy Reviews. Right. Which, if you know what that is, then it's a big thing. Yeah. Now, the 10-year-old is probably... I have no idea she what the watches, 10 years. I was over at their house for Christmas. No. And watched a lot of stuff. What, watches, what's that show? Uh, how, How'd You Get Funny? It's like these Asian kids... Making know. fun of Minecraft stuff. It's what, what my 10-year-old niece watches all day She doesn't long. watch that, but she watches, like, those really obviously fake videos where it's, like, brothers or siblings or whatever, and they're, like, playing with just toys, like they'll play, or they're playing with, like, Silly Putty or something. And it's like, oh, we're just putting it all together. It's fine. They're always yelling, and it's just real over the top. And it's like there's clear cuts, but the kids don't notice it. And it's awful, and I hate it. Okay. And what's the 13-year-old? I don't know what she watches. She's, I think she's starting to move to, like, Netflix and watch, like, actual shows. So what's good YouTube for these children, Brandon? There's, like, some... I don't know. Well, really. YouTube, then how do you say But there has bad. to be something. <laughs> Ryan's Toy Reviews, I would say that's pretty good for, like, the younger kids. Is it really good? I mean... I didn't say really good. You're watching a kid play with toys. Why yeah. you just go get the... But at least it's not, like... Half the time, they're playing with toys that are sitting right next to you. At least he's not it. yelling or anything. Like, at least he's... It's his genuine reaction to the toys. But sure, it's a genuine reaction to people sending him free toys. Yeah. I saw him... I got an Amazon book, and he has, like, his own, like, line of toys now. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. The boy's a millionaire. Hi, JD. I wouldn't say this is a viable subject that we stumbled on but we're talking about um youtube kids youtube channels yeah yeah uh as an old person i am super salty (laughs) that there are children out there who just unbox things and now they make to be fair there's adults there's a lot of there's a lot of adults that do it yeah it's mostly adults i don't understand the unboxings I mean, I, I, I mean, I yeah. do. I get, I get it. Like you're watching somebody, and then you can sort of like, it's like POV porn. You're like, oh, this is almost as if I have gotten the right. box, uh, and I'm un- I'm unwrapping it, and now you can sort of take ownership visually of it, of like, oh, the experience of opening it and and seeing it and all that stuff. Oh, I always thought it was more just so they're sparing you, like they're showing whether or not this is worth you getting. That's part right. of it. With, like, loot boxes and stuff, yeah. Yeah. But so, And also, yeah, sometimes it's, like, like special edition stuff that's, yeah. like, $500. Yeah. 
So they're, they're opening it so that, you know, you don't have to. We're, we're, we're going to eat that bullet. And it's like, hey, this is cool. And you'll either think it's cool or not, and you'll spend the money. Yeah. Or not. That's what I always thought it was. Yeah. I mean, but, yes, they make tons of money doing that type yeah. of stuff. You can do that here in the store. You could. I you kind of do. That's kind of what your Thunder Rounds are. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, if you would like 60-second reviews of books that are hitting shelves on Wednesdays before they hit the shelves, I do... Patreon exclusive Thunder Rounds every Wednesday morning at Johnny Destructo. No, patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Anyway, we have gone way off tangent. We have. What are we what are we talking about? We haven't about? gone off the tangent. We've gone into tangents <laughs> off the topic. Thank you, Lynn. Um, so that thank you, Christopher St. Saucy, good night for emailing us. Yes. Um, you want to talk more about the Mandalorian, right? I want to well, talk before more. We go, before we go Mandalorian. Brandon, you watch high school musical the musical the, the series. Show. The series, the show. The series. Damn it. This the series. <laughs> and you watched it on your phone. Mm-hmm. How was it? Was it all that you wanted it to be? I, I liked it. It was definitely a little more childish than I expected. But, like, realistically, I should have expected that. Like, it's, yeah, it's you, mainly you, for kids. you know who it was it's for. It's a weird show, though, because High School Musical came out when I was mate, not even 10. So, like, it's been wow. years. Wow. So, like, I don't know like, any kids who are really, like, that into High School Musical. So, like, it feels like it should be a little more for us, but whatever. I still liked it. There was a part, a part where they're doing a dance to a song, and so there's, like, a piano player playing the song along, and I didn't realize how well I knew this song until I sung along to the whole thing. <laughs> no words. I just, I just knew it. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it was buried deep in the back, and yeah. it just came mm-hmm. right. Now, um, what is the 30-second pitch on High School Musical, the musical, the series? It's that... Oh, there's so much. There's so much teen drama and stuff. So this drama teacher shows up at this school, and she's like, I can't believe that the high school where High School Musical was performed has never done high school a production musical. of High School Musical. So she's putting that on. But all the people in it have all their interpersonal drama because, like, the guy who ends up getting cast is the main lead, Troy. He was dating the girl who played Gabriella. But she said, I love you to him, and he wasn't ready for that. So he mm. was like, oh, we should take a break over the summer. Mm. And then she met a new guy who happens to also go to their school. And so now he's at their school, and he was going to – he auditioned for Troy. And so he is expected to get it, but now this, the ex guy has gotten it. So now she's got to do the show with her ex. And, like, she said, I love you to the guy. So, like, they still have feelings for each other. Mm. So it's all awkward, and that's, that's pretty much the pitch. Brandon, let me ask you this. When you're, exp- I, I have something personally that I am inundated. I am, I am deep in the weeds of comic books. Um, and so when I'm explaining a plot point to someone <laughs> about these comic books, mm-hmm. and they may not really be in the weeds as far as I am, where I'm explaining it to them, and then in my head I go, oh, What's no. important and what's not important? Oh, no. Uh I sound like one of those guys. Uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that does that come across to you when you're explaining you, this show? Not with this show. I felt like that was quick. That was no, no, it was quick. But there are times where I'm like, I explain, you know, Blackest Night. All right, well, there's Green Lantern, and then there's like the whole new universe of, you know, the the. Um, the rainbow spectrum of different Green Lantern rings, and now there's a black Green Lantern, uh, and that black Lantern that's able to bring uh, zombies to life from like the loved one. And I go, oh my I god, I'm so to, sorry. I try to figure out how much, how interested people would be. Yeah. So like, if I were to explain Blackest Night to someone who's not in the comic books, I would just be like, you've seen the Green Lantern movie probably. Well, a bunch of Green Lanterns come together, and there's a Green Lantern ring that brings people back to life, and it's yeah. the Green Lantern first is zombies. Right. Why would first you mistake is bringing up <laughs> the movie. movie. I mean, I would assume people knew Green Lantern. I'd be like, either you've seen the movie or you've seen Justice League or something. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just curious. That's yeah. just something that happens in my brain. Was the whole series there for nope. you to watch? No. So I think ju- they're doing this with all the shows, just one episode. Uh-huh. So just, how did you feel about that? Because Christopher says Saucy Goodnight doesn't like that the shows aren't bingeable. I didn't mind it. I don't know. I don't love it with this show in particular. With The Mandalorian, I don't mind. But with this show, it feels like I don't know necessarily know that I want to come back, come back week to week to watch it. Oh, so, so you wanted to be able to... I want to just binge it and be done. 
just rip off the Band-Aid. I mean, I like it, but I just don't necessarily want to have to, like, plan out time week to week to watch it. Well, that's what they're making you do. That's their I'm going to do it, though. And that I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks ago, I was saying I want to have ten shows I watch per week. And with Jesus. The Mandalorian and this, I will. They yeah. heard you, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Disney Plus has heard you. Well, I'm of the opposite opinion. Um, I'm glad that Christopher St. Saucy mentioned this in his email because I did want to talk about it. I like that it is, The Mandalorian specifically, is a weekly show. Mm-hmm. I like that Watchmen is a weekly show. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that when bingeable shows come out and I get a little too bingey with them, they wear out their welcome in my, in my brain. Mm. Uh, I get about six episodes in, and I go, "This just is. Not, I don't. I shouldn't have done this. I'm now. I'm kind of tired of it. But had it been sp- sparsed out, spaced out, I think I would have appreciated it more. And yeah. so, that's the other thing about these shows is everyone was talking about Mandalorian, and I think moving forward, that's the way to keep the conversation going. Keep exactly. The, keep your property in the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Um, and also, I feel like. Watchmen, not that many people were talking about Watchmen when it first dropped. Mm-hmm. But because of word of mouth over the past several weeks, I'm hearing much, much more about Watchmen. And I have a lot more people coming in to get Watchmen graphic novels because they just caught on to it. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like had Watchmen come in, been bingeable, all of the nerds who already know what Watchmen are would be uh, would have watched it. And then that would have been the end of it. Yeah, and the because it is week to week, not only can people catch up, but the conversation, as you said, can continue apace. Everybody feels like, oh, I can get in on the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as opposed to like, usually those conversations last a day. The right. day it came out. Or you got to be very, you know, secretive about the conversation. Like, oh, where are you? Well, I'm yeah. only on episode five. It's like, uh, okay. Now, you know, what can I say? What yeah. can I say? And he played that, that whole game. Um, so I actually kind of like that, especially considering with Disney, with Disney Plus, they're pushing out so much content right here at the opening so that. The new stuff, they're going to give you week to week to week, and then eventually it'll be bingeable. But if you like binging, there's tons of stuff up there for you to binge. There's tons of series for you to binge, because I um, started watching, re-watching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And as quirky as that animation was... That's a fun show. I, I fall asleep every time. Oh, wow, man. I, I, I'm like, wow, this, this show is fun. Yeah. It really, this may be the, the most fun with a Marvel animated property that I've had in a long time. Television property. I would equate it with Justice League Unlimited. Exactly. Because, Just not, not as good as animation. Yeah, no. And, and probably not as good a, a story. Mm-hmm. Every bit as much fun. Yeah. Now they're opposites in the way that Justice League Unlimited was one, one. There were one shots. So like, here's a little bit with this character, and then the next episode a little bit with this character. But they were. What I mean is they're exploring more lesser known characters. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel, the Marvel Avengers show, it's a whole long story. It's a whole story arc. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And it's the main team. Yeah. Which Justice League was. Before Justice League Unlimited. Well, yeah, but yeah. best before Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. But I mean, what I guess what I mean is, is that the Marvel show is dipping into stories that I was. They seem they're not a shelf stories, top shelf stories. They're like lesser stories. Oh no, because I think they're actually kind of they're ripping from the comics more so than Justice League Unlimited. Right. So they're they're big stories. Like there's a whole scroll thing happens in there. Uh huh. So. Yeah, but they're not doing. They're not just taking big stories from the movies, like Civil War. They're doing Secret Invasion, right? Do you see well, what I mean? And that's like that's but, not a top shelf story for me. That's like a but that's, B, but, B or C story. I don't know. I see. I don't consider. I wouldn't yeah. consider that a, a. I think that yeah, a B or C story. That, okay. Yeah, and I'm wrong. In, in the comic book world, I don't think that would be considered a B story. Yeah. I think to the public at large, it would be. Well, the public at large didn't... Also, this is before the movie, so they didn't really have any 
content before the movie. No, this is this is right after the. Was it? Yeah, this is right, oh. like right in step with the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, this wasn't before the movies. Yeah. Um, and well, we can agree to disagree. That's fine. Yeah. That's just my personal take. Again, having fallen asleep during every episode I've ever tried to watch, <laughs> maybe that's why I consider them B level stories because I'm not going. Who's the A level story? I can't wait. Oh, you know what? You know, I I I, I guarantee I know why you feel that way, because. That's that series particularly. The first two episodes are a two-parter, some breakout thing, and they're fighting graviton, and that that does come across as very like you know like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Len. Who are they fighting? They're fighting graviton. Oh, uh, you know what? I think I think your mic's broken. What's his name? <laughs> his name is graviton. Graviton. In the first two episodes, they're fighting graviton. Yes, they're fighting graviton. I feel like I've made my point. As the Avengers <laughs> come, to, as the Avengers come together. All right, all right. This is true, true. I, I I had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good point. And then, <laughs> and then the five episodes after that are all one shots of each of the main heroes, a way of introducing yeah. you into yes. them, into where they were or how they get to where they are at the in the beginning of the first episode. Yes, yes. But then after that. Mm-hmm. It starts an arc uh-huh. that is actually pretty cool. You, 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 Listen, I'm not saying it's not, not good. I'm you're just saying they were a little sleepy. But there is one thing that I didn't like though, about Disney Plus. About Don't. Disney Plus, not about. Oh, okay, Disney. okay. And then we can get into the Mandalorian. Of all the shows that they have out there to binge, and and I'm I'm sure they're probably going to release a whole lot more. Oh yeah. They have the original Ducktales. And they have the the remake Ducktales, both of which are oh, great. Oh, the new one on there? Yeah, oh, it's on there. Shoot, all right. But you know what's not there? Darkwing Duck. No, Dark, that's there. Darkwing Duck is there. Uh, let me see. Go, uh, what okay. about uh, Tailspin? That's not there. Chip, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's there. Okay. See, Tailspin's the one I was looking for. That's the one. Yeah. I was looking for Tailspin. That that's not. How's there. that song go? Oh, I can't remember. That's all right. I know the. I know Usually the hook. you're so on it. I know. I know the hook. That's it. Um, yeah, I was looking for Tailspin. Um, Darkwing Duck is there. Chippendale is there. Um, Gummy Bears. The Adventures of the Gummy Bears is there. Oh, bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. You know, I saw. God, sorry. There's a meme that I didn't realize pointed out the suits, the in, the the outfits that Chippendale, the Rescue Rangers wear, oh. are both. What was it? Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Magnum P.I.? Yes. I had no idea. I never got that as a kid. Yeah, Isn't I that did. cute? I did. Um, all right, so The Mandalorian dropped yesterday. Let's talk about that. Look, Tailspin's there. I guarantee this was not there yesterday. Okay. But it's there now. It is. And, well, I guess I'm happy. Yay. <laughs> um, so, speaking of The Mandalorian. <laughs> as we were 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Holy cats. Um the Mandalorian dropped. It sure did. And uh, let's see. who. What are, what's the info on that? I had it up and ready, but what then... You want? you want cast? I got a customer. Gotcha. Uh, produced by John Favreau and... Was it Dave? Produced and created by John Favreau. Yeah, but then who's the... Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Who does... Um, he, was wor- he worked on Avatar a little bit, but he also worked on Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. He's And he also got promoted to like being in charge of all of the... Animation at um, uh, Lucas Films. At Lucas Films. Not, I don't know if it's still called Lucas Films. But like, yeah. Well, Lucas Films wing of Disney. Yeah. yeah. He also did, obviously, Star Wars Resistance. And Christopher Yost, who's a comic book writer, he wrote uh, one of the episodes. Um, so basically, we've got Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else is in here? A bunch of names I don't really know. Werner Herzog. Current Carl Weathers. Yes. Uh, the voice of Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. It took me three sentences before I was like, that's Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. He's got such a voice. And uh, Taiko Watiti. Yes. Also, um, hasn't shown up yet. Well, for one, Bill Bear's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, Ming-Na Wen. I was getting ready to say Ming-Na Wen from? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Mulan. Nice. So, yeah, I was... Looking forward to this. I thought it looked like a pretty good Western. And I watched it the first time, and I fell asleep a couple times just because I was super tired, not mm. because of the quality of the show. So when my wife got home and she hadn't seen it, she was interested in it, so I got to watch it again. And I really enjoyed it the second time. Um, 
that's kind of all I got. It's awesome. I loved it a lot. What did you think, Len? Oh, I loved it. I loved it from top to bottom. I thought it was um, first. The first thing that I love is that the budget is on the screen. The universe felt like full. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes, like on a, on a TV show, you could tell that it's um, they're on like a soundstage, yeah, or they've just bust in like ten people for this scene. No, uh-huh. this felt like packed in. You know what I mean? Um, I felt like there were obvious computer effects, but there certainly looked like there was also a mixture of um, of real practical wor- practical effects as well. Uh, I just loved. Everything the, the opening was killer. See, mad dope. I don't know. Um, I thought for the opening of a first episode of the first live-action Star Wars television show on a brand new streaming device, um, the opening was fine. It's like, oh, western. It's a western, and he comes into the bar, and these guys are being mean to one of the clientele and knocking up oh, you knocked over my milk so now we're gonna fight whoop now i've beaten everybody it's it's your typical western yeah walks into a bar yeah has yeah. a gunfight, and yeah. then he's like oh you're coming with me you can yeah. come with me warm or you can come with me cold yeah what about that if i besides the door sawing a man in half <laughs> we mean that place the really door. that place really needs to up their insurance or get their uh their sensors fixed um it just felt very rote to me. And then the whole beginning where he, he gets the blue guy who's, um, uh, the effects on him are wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's like big budget, practical face makeup. That's yes. really nice. Yes. He looks really nice. Yes. Um, and then it's like, oh, I've, I've got this bounty and he won't shut up and he's making wisecracks and blah, blah. He's like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. She was so annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please don't let this be the secondary character of this show because uh, you're not grabbing me. So yeah, between that, oh, we should the first say, half of the show, I was like, oh, I don't know, guys. We should say we're spoiling the show. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. spoiling the show. See, but I didn't mind, you know, it pulling out typical Western tropes because the original the original trilogy of Star Wars is packed with tropes mm-hmm. from the old um, movie serials, serials yeah. of which, you know, George Lucas was inspired, you know? So it, it in that way, it's returning to what Star Wars was, yeah. except this is now, you know, Star Wars take on the Western genre. Yeah. So I, that didn't bother me at all. I just, I'm for, in this in this day and age where I've had writers like Joss Whedon and he will he will usher in sort of like, here's a trope, you guys. And then, whoops, I'm going to Joss Whedon this trope. So it's slightly different than what you were expecting. Yeah, I mean, he just puts a lens flare on it. No, that's J.J. Abrams. Oh, uh, the other um, one. No, this guy, like Joss Whedon, I think, writes it in a way that you're just like, oh, he flipped it on his ear. That was kind of uh, cute and fun. Yeah, okay. I All kept right. expecting some sort of little twist to be like, naha, this isn't just the trope. It's a trope plus this other thing. And I was like, no, it's just the trope. So that's not to say that I didn't grow to love it as the as the episode went on. Mm-hmm. I just as I was watching it, I was like, "All right, this is all right. Here we go. It's fine." Oh, there's Brian Poussey, and that's kind of cute. All right, can we? All right. Oh, this blue guy. I can't. I hope he dies. So, yeah. Um, first off, as far as the production, it should be noted the practical effects. John Favreau actually showed something at I think D23 or maybe Star Wars Day that um, like some of the like their real like miniatures and they did like some lighting tricks and stuff mm-hmm. so like the ships and stuff are like real so that's part of why that looks good also they used unreal engine which is a video game engine that's really like higher quality oh so that's another okay. reason why mm. um the effects some, yeah, some so the effects look really good well that's one of the things i brought up to sushan at first when we were first watching it was wow all of that budget is on the screen if there's a big budget show it looks like a movie to me yeah i actually it's interesting you guys feel that way i felt I could see the budget as far as the effects, the cinematography, but it felt empty to me personally. Really? Like the bar felt like there were like the few people who were important to the episode and then like maybe like one or two extras and then the rest it didn't really feel like there were that many it wasn't Well, it's that. a bar on a right. tiny little But note. it was like it felt like there weren't many spots where there were people. Like once they leave there, it's just a big wide empty space. And then 
they go to the um at the end well and then he goes to that one planet and there's just the one guy he meets who's helping him and then when he goes to the end it's like there's the few people who were shooting at them it felt like there were only like four or five huh. so yeah it felt kind of empty i felt full to me i mean of course in the beginning you're on this like you know the butt end of the galaxy right? right the outer rim so of course there's no one hanging out it's not Mose Eisley where it's like boop boop you know there's a band playing and everything mm-hmm. um so that felt normal to me um but then when he's at the town and everything it felt full to me which town um he's like kind of like walking through like yeah because because he goes to see the armor yeah right yeah and i felt like he was you know like he's passing you know, by people and stuff like that. I, and that the place where yeah. he meets Carl Weathers felt nice and full. Yeah, that was full too. Yeah, that yeah. was real full. Yeah, yeah. I, I and mean, I, I kind of like how, like, when he, uh, he's like, "Well, I do have this one job," and everybody around him just sort of goes skirt. Yeah, and they're like, everyone's <laughs> listening in. Yeah, like he said, E.F. Hutton. What's that? Uh, it's old. Oh, commercial joke. So yeah, yeah. I, I um I en- I enjoyed it. The, the, I mean, we're spoiling it, but maybe we won't spoil like the one little bit at the end. Sure, which is the kind cliffhanger. Of, yeah, kind of like the little cliffhanger. Um, I liked it though. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, like the cliffhanger was. I was like, oh, look at this. This is neat. I liked the action in it. I thought the action was kind of cool. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. I. I mean, I. There was nothing not to love about. It. We're not going. I'm. Not, we're not going that deep into the story. Yeah. But. I like that. Um, from what I understand, and, and Brandon, you can correct me. As much as we know about the Mandalorian or Mandalorians, we, there is a lot of room to for this show to flesh out even more of their history. And yeah. I think it started dropping in a little bit more, like when he goes to see like that armorer, mm-hmm. like um, who is a woman. Yep, Mandalorian, uh, which I liked because you typically that's like a guy in there forging like the weapons or steel mm-hmm. and something. I know this is like you know she was almost like um, whose girlfriend in uh, Steven Universe? Um, uh, Connie? No, the the weapons chick in oh uh, Bismuth. Bismuth, yeah, she was kind of kind of like like had like a Bismuth like vibe to her. That's why I, I really dug it. You know what I mean? Um, and I like kind of like the the. the the world building there because when Carl Weathers character, you know, he's kind of like the head of like the bounty guild or whatever, um, gives the Mandalorian this, this bar of with Vesker, Beskar, Beskar, Beskar with a B. Oh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a V Vescar. Mm-hmm. It's a B. Okay. Beskar. Um, when he, he gives him that, it's got like the the stamp on it of the, the empire. of the empire, which was a kind of like a cool note because that's the type of thing like the Nazis used to do mm-hmm. way back. Um, which also another thing that's interesting is that having that type of stuff, like considering the empire has apparently fallen, mm-hmm. it it raises questions about the people who still have empire stuff, exactly. especially with um what's his name. The old oh, guy. Oh, uh, Werner Herzog's yeah, character. Yeah, Werner Herzog's character. The fact that his men are wearing... Stormtroopers. Yeah. Who who are either stormtroopers out of a job or... Yeah. Or they're just wearing the armor. Yeah. So which, I, which, why would you wear stormtrooper armor? Because it's not good. As, yeah. As yeah. JD has put it out, it's like one step above Tupperware. What the, exactly. Like... <laughs> Um, I understand if you're getting shot, like, may, all right, it's laser, so it goes through and then, boop, I'm dead. But uh, in, what was the, oh, fuck, the Star Wars movie that was Rogue One, Rogue One, there is literally a dude with a stick, and he takes out a whole, like, five or six of these dudes wearing armor by bonking them in the head, and they fall over unconscious. Why are you bothering to wear armor? Well, that's just like... I feel like you that would happen no matter what. What? No. You give me a football helmet and no. then bonk me on the head with a stick, I'm gonna be like, yeah, why you supposed to be able to just... you get a football helmet, you get bonked on the head, like people still get concussions and stuff. You get by getting concussion, but you don't get knocked you usually don't get knocked out. And not I don't use... think they were getting knocked out. I think they were just like incapacitated. Well, they were incapacitated with a stick. To his mm-hmm. point, they had on full body armor. Yeah. And he was like, hey, here's a stick. Pow, I'm done. That you would presume would repel at least a bullet, but a stick is knocking me yeah. loopy. Yeah. So he's got a good point. I really liked IG-11. 
Yeah. Which I didn't because re- I know I knew that Taika Waititi was one of the voices in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does such sort of like whimsical and fun voices um, with a lot of ups and downs that I was surprised that he was IG-11. I almost said 88. Um, but yeah, that, he was great too. Watching IG-11 like spin, spinning and, and, shooting. and shooting every motherfucker. That was awesome. I felt he was pretty whimsical. Yeah. He, and the, I, well, the, the dialogue was, was, but yeah. I mean, I would have expected Taika Waititi's voiceover yeah. to be not robotic. Yeah. I, I didn't think yeah. they would have cast him for a robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was awesome. And then doesn't make it through the episode. He'll probably be back, though. Oh, really? Is that how those work? I mean, they're robots. <laughs> you can get more robots. You, well, you, you can get IG-12, but I don't exactly. think IG-11 is going to be hanging out. Right, but I mean, Taika Waititi's voice will be back. Yeah. Although, yeah. there are some times when maybe you've got a best friend who's a droid, and then you just imprison them forever into the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Yeah. God, that's dark. That was the darkest part. That's the darkest part of any of the Star Wars, besides murdering all the younglings. <laughs> like, I'm just going to trap this AI in a ship that can't talk for all of time. I know. At least give uh, give her the voice, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, this was top-notch. I really liked it. I, I'm sorry you, you you thought it was No, sparse. I liked the episode. Yeah. I just, that was just, once you brought it up, I started thinking about it, and to uh. me it seemed like it was kind of empty. You like the episode? Yeah, I like the show overall, yeah. Yeah? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like why? I liked I liked expanding on the Mandalorian stuff. I like the best the Beskar stuff. I like that there's like there seems to be a tribe of Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for... And then the Mandalorian mentioned that he had like a foundling or a child of his own. He, he was a foundling. And I didn't, yeah, he no, said he... No, he, he, he definitely was a foundling. Okay, okay. So I don't, I, mean, which I don't really know what that means. So I'm interested That means to find he's out. an orphan. You're right. Oh, okay. So I'm interested to feel, yeah, see more about Means that. Means he was found by the Mandalorians and yeah. was brought up within their culture, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Because he had a family, and the family was, you know, she's building the armor for him, mm-hmm. and every time she clangs down on the shoulder pad that, right. he, that she's it, making for it, him, it, it flashes flashback. to his past as a child. Um, and he's getting tucked away in, like, uh, a bunker, like a hidden kind of thing to protect him. Yeah. Is, the, is there a... Uh, what are we to make of her taking that Beskar and melting it down into a shoulder plate? I I think Beskar is like very rare, mm-hmm. and okay. so there just isn't a lot of it. Okay, and so for him to get and most of his armor isn't made of Beskar, I yes. think. So for him to get more, to get some, and be able to add another piece of it to his armor, I think yeah. that's what it was supposed to symbolize. Like he's becoming more of a traditional Mandalorian. Yeah, I th- in my head, the way I put it together is Beskar is a mineral that is only available on Mandalore, mm-hmm. where the Mandalorians are from. And when the Empire took over, it went planet to planet, stealing all of their precious materials mm-hmm. for the use in the um, for the Empire. That's why there's a little Empire stamp on it, because they're like, right. we took this from your planet. Right. It's ours now. So now that the Empire is gone some of these things are trickling back to where they belong. Mm. Um, Cause you know, even Werner Herzog says, you know, the, the Beskar belongs with your people. And I think it's yeah. only right that you should have it back. Right. Um, and then he takes it to the armorer who makes a shoulder plate for him. Um, so yeah. Why a shoulder plate? Cause that's about as much as you yeah. can get out of that I little bar. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and maybe- to me, it felt like playing a star Wars video game where you go to the shop and you use your credits to, to level what, up. And, right. and that's what it said you could afford. Yeah, you can get this <laughs> shoulder plate. Well, all right, shit. Thanks. Yeah. And he'll probably get... Um, a pinky next. I'm assuming for this job that he does at the end of the episode, maybe that's where he'll get his chest plate. Because he'll probably get a lot for that. Well, she asks it. him, has your vigil been re- revealed yet? And he says, not Sig- yet. And sigil. 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 And he says, she says, soon. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I'm sure by the end of the season we will get there. Yeah, yeah, but that's if he receives his reward. It all depends on what he does with the asset. True, mm-hmm. that's true. I assume he'll take it back. That's another thing. Is like, oh, hardcore uh, mercenary has been hired to murder this person. So if, I knew it as soon as I knew it was going to be a person. Look, I was dude. like, he's going to get to the end. He's going to find out it's a little girl well, or something. Well, to be fair, he wasn't hired to murder them. He was hired to, eat, to bring, bring them, them back, back alive. Or, murder back, them. or yeah. proof of death. Yeah. Which I thought it was really strange because he's specifically told by Werner Herzog's character um, or the guy who was advising Herzog's character, we need, we need the, the, the person back alive. 
And he goes, yeah, well, I know it gets kind of tough. So I would also accept physical proof, proof of death. Right. Whereas IG-11 says, oh, no, it's very clear this pers- this needs to be murdered. Yeah, mm-hmm. I assumed it was different bounties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So someone yeah. else, so they're trying to get that thing back alive, right. whereas Which is why other they people are trying to kill him. They probably want it dead because it's like if other people know about it, they're like, well, we yeah. really don't want anyone else to have it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, right. So I don't know much about Mandalorians other than there's a Boba Fett and there's a Jango Fett. Neither whom, of whom are Mandalorians. What? I know. I'm pretty sure they stole their armor. Oh, shit. No kidding. I think so. I can really? Jango Fett? Mm-hmm. Oh. I could see, like, Boba, all of his stuff is mismatched. Like, thinking about his, his armor in my head, I, it feels like some of it's kind of like a reddish color, some of it's kind of gray, some of it's beige. Um, but Django had a full, like, blue and silver set. Uh, it says... He, although Fett wore a set of Mandalorian armor during his time as a bounty hunter, the government of Mandalore regarded him as a renegade and pretender. Ah. So he is from Mandalore. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, he claimed to be from Conquered Dawn, which is in the Mandalore sector. So, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they just don't want to recognize him. Mm-hmm. Mm, All right. Interesting. They won't yeah. recognize his citizenship. I am definitely interested in finding more out, uh, like experiencing the Mandalorian, like finding out more about their culture and everything. Because I wasn't even 100% sure. Is everyone from Mandalore a bounty hunter? Why, mm. why do so many of these Mandalorian armor-wearing characters become bounty hunters? Is that part of their military of some sort? Or, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. No, they're, they're more of a... Um, they're more like... They're just warriors. And I think okay. it, it, it just, uh, after, I think there was a fall of Mandalore at some point, And so they just took what they could get. I see. That's what I think happened. So they're Ronin. Similar, yeah. Disney recently announced that after Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker, that there's going to be a slight pause in the... Um, in their Star Wars movie making for a little bit, which means good, which means that they're probably going to be focusing on the Mandalorian and some of the other things that they're putting together for Obi Wan, Disney One, like Obi Wan and things like that. Are you, Brandon, as the big Star Wars fan here? Are you okay with that? Yeah, because there's always going to be books and comics and stuff. As long as there's Star Wars, and I don't even really care about the Star Wars content. Like I don't care about everything. I only I only really like Force stuff most of the time, or like that's not necessarily true. But like specific, I only like specific things, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like the Mandalorian interests me because I like the war of it and everything like that. But like Star Wars Resistance, I, know, I haven't seen a single episode because that just doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. So, but you're fine if there's. I don't need movies. The, the movies stop for the next five, six years. Yeah, as long as they they continue a, a story. As long as there's some content. Because that the most annoying thing to me is that like I read the Star Wars comics and they never did anything interesting because they all they were set between four and five. So like it would be some like cool stuff, but nothing that really advanced the story. Like that's why I liked reading the Legends books was because even though they're not canon, they advanced their version of events. Like. Yeah, real things happened. Mm. So yeah, so as long I as mean, real things isn't happen, isn't that going to be the same problem with the Mandalorian? No, this is set in between episodes, and yeah. it's not really going to advance anything. But he'll it'll advance with him. Like I'd rather like I see like um, yeah, his story on because right. he's a character that hasn't been in any right. of the other, and I assume he won't be in anything else. Gotcha. So, yeah. And and what what movies is this set between? After six, so probably so between six and seven. Five okay. years specifically. So, it's five years after yeah. six. Oh, okay, cool. It's but. five years after six. Oh, that's right. Okay, because I remember that. All right. Okay. I, if if I said it, it would be a, it would ruin the spoiler. So I don't want to. Gotcha. Yes, ruin right. the ending. So I don't want to say. It. I I'll tell you. you, there was some other stuff while I was on the Disney Plus app yesterday. I wound up looking at the future of Marvel documentary it's like a 12 minute little thing and it's basically just the revelations of what was coming out from um marvel yeah d23 is that what it was where they were like here's wandavision i never saw any of that stuff so i got to sit and watch like a really condensed version of their um presentation Presentation. i'm real excited oh really i'm really excited for what if i think 
Yeah, what? they released a little clip of What If. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. with Black Panther as Star-Lord. Nice. I never saw that. Oh, then what clip? Did, I didn't see a clip. I saw an image. What did uh, you there see? There was like a, I, it was a gif of Peggy Carter. She like lands, like the she lands with the shield. And like, it looks like her Iron Man may be Steve Rogers. I'm not sure. It is. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's a big like Hulkbuster-esque right. Iron Man. It looks like the, big the Warmonger. The Warmonger. The Warmonger, yeah. And little oh. tiny scrawny Steve comes popping out the top yeah oh wow so, she there's a scene of her with the you know the suit and the shield and she's he's got handles on the suit so he's kind of flying her around it looks uh, awesome oh that sounds kind of cool that sounds yeah they also released an image showing uh t'challa as star lord hmm. i saw that on a i think cbr I think that's where I saw it. So, so like, I'm most excited. Like, I've said, like, of all the Marvel things that are going to be on Disney+, Plus, um, what if is the one that I'm most excited about? Because it's animated. Yeah. It's going to be, like, a bit of an anthology. So it's going to be covering a bunch of different stuff. That's the one that's really, really, really got me jazzed. What if? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm excited for all of them. I want to see Loki. I want to see Hawkeye because I'm really excited for um, uh, the young Hawkeye. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Thank you. I almost mm. said Jen Foster. Um, yeah, Kate Bishop. WandaVision. I'm excited for all of them. So you're excited for WandaVision. I'm excited for WandaVision because I'm curious as what it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be different than the rest of them. It's going to be more of like old How school. does it look like it? They didn't show anything from it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are guessing. Like, right, we don't really know so much. So from look like, I mean, they said. Okay. <laughs> I heard them. I didn't see it. But they said it's going to be more of a comedy, like an old old sitcom vibe to it. Did they? Yeah, I yeah. don't remember them saying that. Okay. okay. Um, you saw it, Tom. So yeah, I'm excited and... for all of these shows. That's dope. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone that I don't want to see. Uh, I don't think there's any you wouldn't want to see, but there might be some you're not as interested in. Yeah. Like, I'm not that interested in WandaVision. I'm curious about all of them. I'm not that interested in WandaVision. The Especially ha- since Vision's dead. The Captain America Winter Soldier one doesn't interest me that much. That's probably my least, yeah. That's probably oh, the least excited and, about. Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, just, I like them together, but I haven't seen anything that Anthony Mackie has done that has really been like, oh, I can't wait. Right. He's such a good actor. He really brings something extra. He's just sort of like, all oh, right, there's Anthony Mackie. Cool. Yeah, I've seen him do good stuff. Yeah, but he's never been in anything where I'm like, Anthony Mackie's the only guy who could be that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, okay. of course, I feel the same way about Sebastian Stan. <laughs> True. Like, Sebastian Stan, right. I, people like fall all over for the brother. I'm like, he ain't all that. Yeah, he's nah. pretty, Len. Is he really? I don't, I don't know, see it. honestly, but that's what they say. <laughs> I yeah. don't see Yeah, I know. I hear them too, and I don't, I don't see it. Like, my eyes. I, I know pretty men. I can look mm-hmm. at a guy and say, yo, you're a nice looking brother. Dude, yeah. Like, Sebastian Stark, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, like, he's fine. He's just a height. So, yeah, that's probably the one I'm the least excited for. Um, and also, aren't they only going to be like six episodes? I think some of them, yeah. Perfect. That's so good. Um, it's only good if they're not bingeable. Like, if they drop six, then I'd just be done with those six, and now yeah. I'm just hungry yeah, for, like, yeah. another two years. Uh-huh. No, like, like parse it out. All right. You know, that's I mean, we I, already, I agree with you there, yeah. But especially, I don't know, is each one going to be far away from the other? Like, there's going to be a show, and then there'll be a movie, and then there'll be a show? Oh, no, I don't think it's going to be like that. No. no. No, I think they'll, I mean, they may be months apart or something yeah. like that, but I don't think, like, they'll wait for, like, the movie or, oh, okay. or anything like that. I don't nice. think so. But yeah, overall, I think Disney Plus is well worth the money. I'm very happy. I mean, you Disney. can't beat the price point. It's seven mm-hmm. bucks a month, mm-hmm. $70 a year. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you could bundle it with Hulu and ESPN Plus if mm-hmm. you are so inclined. Verizon and, users, I think, get a free year. Yeah. And the bundle was only twelve ninety nine, so that's still less yeah. than, um, like you know HBO, yeah, or anything like that. It, I mean, you can't beat it for the price. They, I mean, they can afford to price it that low. Mm-hmm. They're going to make a crap ton of money. I think not being a um, budgeting wizard, I don't understand how seven dollars a month or less than that if you pay for the year. 
can pay for all of that. They're going to increase it. Yeah. They can take a loss now, get people in, and then, and then slowly, you're not going to want to quit when yeah. they raise the price. Okay. Because that just does not, even if like everyone yeah, signs up now. Yeah, Netflix now is like 17. Yeah. No, but for, for Ultra HD it is. But I think for standard, it's like, for standard, like lowest standard, I think it's like 10 or something. Yeah. When it started, it was like five or six. Yeah. 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 But, you, you, but you're in. You know right. what I mean? It's I like, guess so, yeah. That's what happens. And again, Disney has all the money. Right. Like they put out like maybe two, three movies a year that make a billion dollars. Right. Plus, this will get those movies even bigger because like you watch WandaVision you're going to be real excited to then go see Doctor Strange in the Mystery of Madness or whatever all of that all of that so they I mean they're, they're printing money right now right they're literally printing money so they can do it and they're going to do it and there's nothing that you can do about it so just shut up and buy the plus <laughs> buy it yum 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 before we go, though, I want to say Carl Carls oh, from yeah. Tasmania. Down in Tasmania. Down in Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Um, sent more Phantom, because he had sent me a, a care package last month with some Phantom comics in it, which is kind of all they can get in Tasmania, apparently. And uh, they did not make it here. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the male people were so excited by some Phantom comics that they were like, shit, I'm going to steal them. So then he sent me another package with more Phantom comics. More Phantom? Yeah. One, one, two, three, four, five, six Phantom comic books. Then we can get two apiece. Number 1,848. Uh, number Perfect 10. To jump in. The Phantom Goes All Medieval, <laughs> Giant Size Phantom. Oh, that's what I want. Uh, the, the Phantom, The Mountain of Doom, number 1,849. Uh, Phantom's World, number 10. That's the one I want. Phantom A Day at the Races, number 1,850, which is basically, this is just um, black and white newsprint. And then Collector's Replica Series, number 21, The Phantom, number 1,851, counting down the original issues. In this issue from 1958 are issues 139, 138, and 137. So they are just constantly reprinting Phantom comics. Now these are, this looks like, the first couple of issues of Batman era cartooning. It's not that bad, but it's it's kind of old, old school. Yeah, yeah you're right. 1946, 1947, 1958. Um, I am so sorry, uh, Tasmania. You're <laughs> um, This is all you got. I don't think, from what I, I looked it up, I don't know that that's all they get. I think their company, though. This is the company. That's all they right. publish. That's all they publish. Um. But yeah, uh, so thank you, Carl Carls. Oh, and and Carl Carls also hit us up um, and asked, have you and I read Brown Fury yet? Curious to find out what we thought of it. Um, Obviously, you didn't hear when we reviewed it on Gotta Talk a few weeks ago, but Brown Fury. Now, wait a minute. We didn't review it. We talked about it. We said it looked great, and I did not get a chance to read the story. Well, okay. We did not review it. We well, said we this looks great. It. We should read it. But we, but we definitely gave it a shout out, a positive, right. you know, Reaction. recommenda- recommendation gotcha. because Brown Fury, which is tells the story of extraterrestrial excrement mm-hmm. um, in a far off future, open um, space. <laughs> Seemed actually very cool, almost like an animated series come to life in comic book form. Um, very colorful, energetic. Um, yes, could be a little off-putting, mm-hmm. um, but so, I mean, like, I, to me, if you like Rick and Morty, yeah, you would like Brown Fury. Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Those sorts of South things. Park. Yes. Yeah, then I think you would like Brown Fury. So we gave it a very, very um, uh, positive, positive once-over? Rec- recommendation, yeah. Carl. And Carl, who also asked, who's um, asking, could he desperate, he's very desperate to be Judge Tread 
Judge Dredd Tribble, a.k.a. the 2000 A.D. Tribble. Um, I dig that. I am down with it. I don't believe we have a Judge Dredd Tribble. We certainly do not have a 2000 A.D. Tribble, which is uh, named for the book in which Judge Dredd uh, originated. So... Carl wants to know how he can become a triple. I'm not going to make you call into our show from all the way from Tasmania. I'm not going to do that to you, brother. Um, so, Carl, this pledge is for you. Brandon, if you would please do the honors and repeat after me for Carl. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said. So shall it be done. Carl Carls is now and forevermore officially Judge Dread Tribble, a.k.a. the 2000 AD Tribble. There you go. Congratulations, brother. Thank you so much, everybody who wrote in. You can email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. Or blacktribbles at gmail.com. If you want to help the show out with some money, because I'm broke, uh, you could go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. You could also go to coffee.com, ko-fi.com, and uh, backslash johnnydestructo. And you could buy us a cup of coffee. Um, Also, we need new microphones, so that would help towards that. We need new mic stands, that would help towards that. Um, Uh, You can also go to patreon.com slash blacktribbles, where you can get access to... Um, and it doesn't matter at what level you become a patron, you become access to our Patreon exclusive podcast, Greetings from the Bat Base, where I am reviewing the Batwoman series mm-hmm. and giving you updates on all types of crazy things going on in uh, Triple Nation, including um, it will go up later tonight, so it'll be there in in the morning. I'm giving people um, finally what a very um, longtime listener of Black Tribbles has asked me for. I'm giving them a the true story on what happened with Spider Tribble on Black Tribbles. So you'll want to uh, become a patron. Check it out. And I should also mention, thank you, Len, for bringing that up. Uh, for our for the Patreons for Johnny Destructo and the Cult Pop, uh, I've been doing Wednesday morning Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. Thank you. Where I do a 60-second review of a book that's hitting shelves that day uh, on New Comic Book Day. But Katie Fulfer, a while ago, had uh, written in and said she wanted me to do DC's Far Sector when it releases. Uh, so I actually did that this morning. Um, so Katie it's up there in case you didn't see it thank you so much for the request if anyone else has requests please let me know and I'll be more than happy to do them thank you so much for joining us and we will talk at you later Dude!